0: Well, good morning and welcome. The Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all. In the name of Christ our Lord, the Christ whom we remember this day in particular as ascended into heaven. Uh, As you look at your bulletin cover and as we prepare for this service, we will see that that tenet of faith is something that we are going to claim and profess and understand as to why that is so central to our faith that Christ ascended into heaven. We also know this is Mother's Day. So happy mothers to our moms, those whom we remember with gratitude and those whom we honor. Uh, We are blessed by your presence here. Uh, Thank you for sharing in worship this morning at First Church. Would remind you especially that we have some registration pads because it helps us to know that you worship with us this morning and we look forward to sharing with you further about the ministries of First Church. Uh, Looks like we're in for an interesting service. So uh, my, my expectations are stoked as are yours. Uh, As we prepare for worship as well, we see that there are opportunities for fellowship and service before us, the Lunch Bunch ministry each Tuesday and Thursday. Next Saturday morning, the ministry of the food bank and clothes closet. Also on Thursday evening, our church council meeting. I'm looking forward to that. We are reading a text titled The New Adapters as part of our church council meetings this year, just sharing some ideas for ministry, looking at our context, our calling into ministry, So I look forward to meeting uh, with church council on Thursday evening at 6 o'clock. Sharing the second chapter of that text, I would would invite you as well. These are open council meetings, and we have some extra copies of the new adapters here, so I'd be glad to pass those to you in preparation for that meeting. Thank you for the support of the ministries that are before us, and uh, as we gather together, know the presence of God here, we prepare to worship God together. I invite us to stand. Our call to worship is before us.. Why are we looking up to heaven? Why are we looking ahead to the future? Why are we afraid of death and of dying? God's
1: love casts out by fear.
0: Why are we afraid to follow Jesus? In Christ we have the promise of new life now, eternal life
1: to come. In Christ we join our hearts to worship God, who has prepared for us to enter the reign of
0: God. You may be seated.
2: Sure. It changed me out I-
0: We do thank our first-hand experienced children's puppet team. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for the leadership. I invite us all to stand and sing Alleluia, number 162. I invite us to go to God with the words of our opening prayer as it is before us. Let us pray. In you, O God, every family on earth receives its name. Illumine our homes with the light of your love. We thank you for gifts of love we have received from our mothers and those who have served as mothers in many ways, nourishing us and guiding us as we grow to be who we are. As we have been loved by them, so we are loved by you, O God. As you grant us peace in Christ Jesus our Lord, so we come to worship in his holy name. Amen. And we remember that one of the affirmations of our faith is that Christ ascended into heaven at the right hand of God. So we share in this litany for Ascension Day, and we will note that we will begin with the bold print. Let us share this affirmation because Jesus ascended and sits at the right hand of God a new world has broken into ours a world in which justice does come for the poor freedom comes for the prisoners and healing for the sick a community that loves and cares for all members a family that welcomes all who are abandoned and rejected a place where all find a place of belonging. creation has begun. All that was distorted is being restored. All that is corrupted is being renewed. All that was broken is being made whole. Jesus is ready and sits the right hand of God, God's new world has We stand as we sing, crown him with many crowns. share from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. This is the conclusion of the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is raised from the dead. He has met with disciples on the way to Emmaus, and now he has this final encounter with his disciples. Let us hear the Word of God. First we pray. Lord, you bless us by speaking your Word anew each day. Remove all that would keep us from hearing your word, open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, that we may shape our lives according to your will. Amen. And then Jesus said to them, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. (laughs) Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of our Lord. Well, we find ourselves in worship following what has been an interesting and eventful week. As we followed the news this week, we saw in the headlines on practically a daily basis news about the President's decision to withdraw the United States from a nuclear deal made with Iran. This was a decision over which there was much disagreement. We're also aware that there were some primary elections in certain states this past Tuesday. Again, elections revealing (coughs) divisions between voters. We may be aware that just over a week ago, the United Methodist Council on Bishops issued a statement regarding the Church's stance on human sexuality. It was a statement in which the bishops affirmed what is known as the One Church Plan, This is one of three plans developed over the past couple of years by the Commission on a Way Forward, a 32-member commission tasked with trying to resolve the church's impasse regarding human sexuality. (coughs) This one church plan will be offered along with the other plans at next year's called General Conference. This one church plan, which I see as something of a compromise, a middle-of-the-road approach, still is disappointing to those who want to maintain the current stance of the church, while it also disappoints those who believe this plan does not go far enough. So whether in the world of politics or in the church, we know division. We were keenly aware of this in 2016, especially as Election Day (coughs) drew closer. As a response to such anxiety, seeking to find comfort and peace, We held a service of worship here on election eve. Oh, perhaps we need to do so again. For we still find ourselves in a conflicted time. We still find ourselves in an anxious, reactive time. Do you watch Fox News or MSNBC? Do you read the Washington Post or the Washington Times? Do you go online to the Drudge Report or to the Huffington Post? Well, in such a setting as this, I am grateful to hear Bishop Sharma Lewis, the Bishop of the Virginia Conference, say on more than one occasion, especially in regard to the church's ongoing conversation regarding sexuality, that she will carry out her responsibilities as bishop with a non-anxious presence. That is to say, even in anxious days such as these, she will not worry She will not panic, she will not overreact, she will not be defensive, she will not be uncivil, she will not fear. Good advice for us all. She will trust in what she calls the God factor, believing rightly so that the Spirit of God is working his purpose out in every situation. That's her witness. It is a witness that may well be born of the gospel before us this morning. We heard Jesus speak to his disciples. Jesus is raised from the dead. Resurrection has happened. The risen Jesus has shown himself to disciples described to us as startled and frightened. He has eaten some broiled fish with them. In this setting, he shares again that his ministry, while new, is also the unfolding of God's story from the beginning. His ministry is the fulfillment of all God has been doing since the time of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. He goes on to assure the disciples, who may still be trying to understand the suffering and death of Jesus, he assures them it is written that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead. In other words, all that has happened in recent days fulfills the will and purpose of God. It is no accident. It is an account similar to a story not long before this, a story in which Jesus encounters two disciples on the way to Emmaus on Easter evening. They don't know Jesus is raised from the dead. They don't know that they are talking with the risen Jesus. But Jesus, as before the ascension, tells of how his life, suffering, death, and resurrection are all connected to the salvation story God has been writing from the days of Moses, the Law, the Prophets, the Psalms. To all of this salvation story, to all that has taken place, Jesus tells the disciples, you are witnesses. He says this just before he ascends to the right hand of God the Father. You are witnesses. We may wish he had said something else because while it is true on one level, hearing Jesus tell us we are witnesses may not trouble us. On another level, these words of Jesus, you are witnesses, may disturb us greatly. I say this because the idea of of witnessing may trouble us. I remember the experience of making some home visits with persons from the church Paula and I attended while I was a seminary student in Richmond. I remember knocking on the doors of some homes in the neighborhood of the church, the idea being to invite people to church, but all the time hoping no one answers. It's not a flattering story, but I, know, I assume I'm not the only one who feels that way, nervous about knocking on doors. We know that such witnessing, such evangelizing does not always have the most flattering of associations for us. We may think of that, those who shout and are judgmental. We may think of those who threaten with the fires of hell. We may think of prosperity preachers speaking of wealth and success coming our way if only we believe and to call that toll-free number. We may think of the Elmer Gantry types who have preached one way of life while living the opposite or it may be we think instead of our our own discomfort, if asked to say the blessing, or if asked to teach a class, or even to read scripture in public. So for all of the blessing and affirmation we offer to the words of Jesus, and to those who may witness so well, we may still find these words (coughs) problematic. Especially, especially when we realize We have no option in this matter. We heard what Jesus said. You are witnesses. Understand, Jesus is not saying to those of us who follow him, you could be a witness. He is not saying to us, why don't you give some thought as to whether or not you wish to be my witnesses? Jesus, crucified, raised from the dead, just before he ascends to the right hand of God the Father, is not saying to us, see how you feel about confessing faith in me, see how you feel about following me, then let me know if you're serious. He's not saying, why don't you just try this business of following me for a while and let me know what you think of it. Give it a trial run. You can stop if you don't like it. It's not what Jesus is saying to us we heard, you are witnesses, period. Well, fortunately, there are those who honor these words of Jesus well. On this Mother's Day, I remember and am grateful for the witness of my late mother. Though she died over 14 years ago, I and many others are still blessed by the life of this woman, now, hers was not a loud, assertive, demonstrative witness. Instead, hers was a faith offering its witness by way of faithfully teaching children's Sunday school for 100, 150 years. <laughs> hers was a faith offering its witness with great patience. Hers was a witness offered in not being concerned about serving herself, but serving others, so she would ask about you and and mean it. She would listen to you. She would offer you something to eat. She would put aside all other concerns to visit with you. Everything else can wait. In all of this, perhaps without realizing she was doing so, my mother was providing a faithful response to the words of Jesus, you are witnesses. A woman who cared little about power or influence or control was a woman who still offered a powerful witness. A witness appropriate not only to this Mother's Day, but also to this day in which we recall the words we so frequently speak as central to our faith, Jesus ascended into heaven. You see, through her witness, my mother was living, according to the confession, at the heart of these words. She was living her faith, knowing that such faith would ultimately lead her into the presence of Jesus and his kingdom. She lived her faith, knowing that as she did so, she was a person of direction. She was directed toward that point in history at which Jesus shall establish his kingdom and all creation shall see his victory together. She lived her faith, offered her witness, believing that despite the difficulties she knew in life, and she knew many, she would still find eternal peace in the presence of her Lord. Now what is true for my mother is true for us all. We offer our witness at times better than others, as those who are people of direction, gathered within the saving purposes of God, assured that Jesus is the one and only one standing at the end of human history. This is the message at the heart of He ascended into heaven. It is a message telling us we belong to God now and always. We belong to God before we belong to anyone else. It is a message telling us that though we get entangled, as we do, with the principalities and the powers, though we get swept up within the chaos of human affairs, though we know defeat and loss and all manner of corruption, we still are a people always directed to God at his victory accomplished through the risen and ascended Christ. And nothing can alter that truth nothing can change that witness. No, it is not always living in this in-between time, this time between Jesus' first and second coming. Yet it is a time in which we are given opportunity to articulate a blessed witness. And while we have recognized this idea of, of witnessing may trouble us, I hope we can discover by the power of God's Spirit, how blessed we are to witness to Jesus and to all this risen and ascended Jesus is doing within this community of faith. Do we know how blessed we are to be able to witness within this time of worship? Do we know how blessed we are to have such gifts of music to offer our witness by way of puppets and other ministries with children? Do we know how blessed we are to offer our witness by way of missions such as Lunch Bunch and Food Bank and Clothes Closet as we do next Saturday? How blessed we are to to meet Jesus as we visit with those in need in this community and beyond. Do we know how blessed we are To offer our witness as we grow in faith by way of small group ministries. To offer our witness by way of the space we provide as we minister within this community as an uptown church. Brothers and sisters, I could not be more blessed than to offer this witness with you. To find each day blessed opportunity to articulate and build upon our witness. For now and each day, we know the words of Jesus are true. We have received power to accomplish great things, to witness to the healing and uniting power of the risen and ascended Christ, so much so that our response to this Christ as he says to us, you are witnesses, should be the response, thank you. I invite us to stand. Our affirmation of faith calls us to remember He ascended into heaven. The Apostles' Creed, number eight eighty one. I believe in God the Father Amen. Almighty, Maker Amen. of heaven and earth, Amen. and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. Who was conceived by, by the Holy Spirit, born to Virgin Mary, suffered As we stand, I invite us to welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. Tives with our alpha. Trying. I'm trying. Our ushers are anxiously awaiting make it to the front of the church. As our ushers come forward, we prepare to receive God's tithes and our offerings. Let us pray. Lord, you bless us, giving to us all things, even your Son. You call us to be your witnesses. May these gifts returned unto you be faithful witness, telling of our love for you and our love for our neighbors. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Who share in the prayers of the people. We are given opportunity again to remember and give thanks for our mothers. So I will show, share various petitions, concluding with the words, For that great truth. Now I invite you to respond. We praise and thank you. Let us pray. Gracious God, as a mother loves her child, so you love us. For that great truth. We owe our very lives to you. You have watched over us from our birth, tenderly nurturing us, showering us with love. When we have needed you, you have been there. For that great truth, you have given us strength in times of need, comfort in times of distress, encouragement in times of despair, guidance in times of uncertainty, Whatever we have faced, you have been with us for that great truth. Gracious God, we have not always appreciated your love, all too often ignoring what you would teach us, disobeying your instructions, taking you for granted, and wandering far from your side. Yet through it all, your love has remained constant for that great truth. Gracious God, caring for us more than you care for yourself, sacrificing your all for our sakes, loving us with an unquenchable love, you have called us to be your children for that great truth. And you have taught us to pray, and so we join with all your saints, with all your children, praying as Christ has taught us. we will glorify the King of Kings from the Faith We Sing 2087. A witness to offer, powerful witness to all that Christ is doing, for all that Christ is sharing, for all that Christ is accomplishing through this community of faith. It is a blessing to go now as a light into the world, as witnesses in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>